It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome to our live feed update for August 6th. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and joining me today is Brent. How are you doing, Brent? Hey, I thought I would make it a fun night one recap morning and, uh, you know, send you off with a bon voyage, Taryn. You know, like this is this is your this is your time. This is your moment. <laughs> yes, uh, it was day one in the Big mm-hmm. Brother 22 house. One. Yep. Day one. And I'm here to let you know everything that happened on the live feeds on day one of Big Brother 22. It's all stars too. And I don't even I don't even know how I'm speaking this loud because I'm so tired right now. Yes, I was I was wondering if you were going to tell them like I because sometimes like like I was always taught as a public speaker, like, you know, like never let the audience know if you're feeling bad, like just because because if you bring it up then that's all they'll notice. But I'm like. But yeah, right. So like, you know, that was like an old wives tale. But like, for real, like, I'm so glad you told them because like he, he comes on today and I'm like, and I said, I saw him, I saw it was like 11 a.m. And I'm like, Karen, you want me to come on? Because I know like not a ton happened last night. So like, maybe we can have some fun on the morning update. Plus, it's the first one. And he's like, sure. And then I come on. And he's like, man, I'm so tired. I just woke up like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, He's a tired I, kitty. <laughs> so I I had planned on doing this update myself um, just because the first night of feeds is usually so packed with information um, that uh, and, and we didn't even know that we were going to get feeds. So scheduling it with somebody else would have been more difficult anyway. Um, and so it just kind of made sense. Just do it by yourself. Just get all the information out uh, in that first one. Um, not a whole lot 
that went down last night um, on the feeds. This is still going to be, I think, a good, like, important first night of information for the game, but it's going to be uh, a little bit light on game details because they were as tired as I was and they wanted to go to bed and uh, there wasn't a ton of game talk. There was definitely, as uh, they were pointing out in the chat, a decent amount of gossip. Um, but this is not a live feed gossip update. Um, so uh, that, you know, not not a ton, not a ton there. Um, but uh, for those of you joining this live feed update, you haven't listened to this before. You're new to Big Brother. You're new to this podcast in particular. Uh, as I said, uh, the show, um, it, it runs, but they have live feeds 24-7 on the Internet. Not really 24-7, but uh, really good, close enough. Um, and I. Uh, I am going to be here every single morning to update you on everything that happens the previous day on the live feeds to keep you up to date with what's really happening in the house and in the game. You cannot just rely on the edit of the show. It will not tell you everything that's happening. It will not tell you the whole truth. You just need to listen to me on the podcast and we'll have fun with it. We'll reenact some stuff. We'll uh, we'll analyze it and um, we'll commiserate when things uh, are not fun. Right. (laughs) We'll always have fun here. I listen. I I love that this has become such an indispensable part of Big Brother and RHAP because a lot of people don't remember that there was a time when you did not do this. Like this started in Big Brother 19, I believe. And uh, like before that, like, you know, Big Brother 17, Big Brother 18, all through the, the early seasons of Big Brother Canada. We did not do live updates in the mornings. Uh, but now that Terrence started it, and he's been doing it, obviously, for the past three years and counting, and has been doing a fine job, I might say. Never, I believe. At least last season, never missing a day. Uh, yeah, not like, since I started. Really, it's a thankless job, I'm telling you guys, to like to be this on the ball about everything, every day in and day out. And I know that I myself you know there's i work like a bitch has a life like uh i i use taryn myself sometimes when i miss stuff i'm like well well, what happened between six and ten o'clock when i was at work so uh it's nice to uh to have taryn here and i am so glad to get you started all right so uh so yeah i woke up woke up this morning um you know like 20 minutes ago at this point and uh and got a text from brent like hey if you still don't have anyone i know there's not much to talk about like uh that that'd be great because i am currently thinking at uh an 11th grade level and um you know (laughs) there's not a lot to go through last night so um let's talk about it the all-stars entered the house we all saw the premiere um cody won the hoh uh we don't get, like I said, we don't get a lot of uh, strategy talk, but the first real bit of strategy that I noticed watching last night was um, Cody and Tyler, actually, in the pantry um, that uh, Tyler was in there, you know, opening the fridge. He was looking at the pizzas and uh, Cody comes in. The door is just about closed and Cody quickly says to him, uh, you ready to run this thing? Um, and right as he says it, Kaser uh, whips his hand in the door, opens it back up. And Tyler's like, yeah, ready to run through some pizzas. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they think, listen, let me tell you, they think they were slick. They thought <laughs> they think that they put one over on old Kaser and that he didn't hear anything. Now, uh, to be fair, there's no evidence that Kaser did hear anything, but I have to believe he heard it. And there's no way he's going to think that they were going to run through some pizzas. Like when you go into the storage room and you talk, like it's always about strategy. It's not about pizzas for heaven's sake. So uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was loving that moment. And I love the fact that afterwards they recounted it at the, at the end of the night, it comes back to this where I won't, I won't say anything else, but uh, Tyler and Cody were, uh, had had a chance to talk privately and they brought this moment up and, they were like, you know, congratulating themselves on covering it, but also really annoyed with the fact that Kaser overheard them. Cody was like, I saw that door closing and it had like, you know, this much, you know, like an inch to go before it closed. And I thought, oh, I'm good. Like I can say whatever I want. And then his hand just comes swooping in there and opens it back up. I was so ticked, man. Yeah. Um, it's, and so, uh, that, that was, that was really, that was the introduction to the strategic portion of the game on yep. Big Brother 22. Um, you know, Kaser just kind of overhearing Cody and Tyler wanting to run the game together. Um, so, uh, Kaser, who may or may not have heard what Cody said. Now, I am of the belief that he did not hear it, actually, um, that uh, it was a little too quiet. He probably walked in. He probably got a vibe, but I don't think he heard the the statement. Um, Kaser is later going to talk to Janelle, who I feel he doesn't have any reason to hold back uh, any information from mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, does not bring this up at all. So um, so that's part of why I, I think he probably didn't hear it. But he is going to um, shortly after go and talk to Cody um, in the bathroom and uh, just kind of like, you know, where's your head at a little bit? And Cody is dismissive. Yeah. uh, Cody's like, uh, this is so I'm I'm Cody. So, you know, man, like, uh, it's cool. Like, uh, I just I just wanted to be safe. And, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, anything to do with, you know, whatever the game, like, oh, I'll deal with all that tomorrow, man. Like, uh, I really I'm tired tonight and I'm just going to take a shower and, uh, you know, like that that sort of stuff can, can wait till tomorrow. Yeah, we're all tired, you know. It's uh we're just taking slow. Yeah. Um and uh I think Kaser kind of like rightly is like, no, damn it. Um because when somebody tells you this in the Big Brother house, when somebody tells you, I just don't want to talk game yet, uh let's just chill for a little while. Um Zero chance that they're being hundred percent genuine. Um, Zero chance. All star season. Yeah, yeah. They, they're trying to stall you so that they don't have to deal with lying to you for as long a period of time. Um, so I have to imagine that Kaser did not feel great about getting that response. I did not feel great about Kaser getting that response. And so they continued to have like this chit chat afterward that was like, uh, yeah, so, you know, this is our life now. What are you up to and what are the things? And it was pleasant enough, but they they don't seem to connect very well so far in this night one of the feeds. And so that's a little concerning if you, like me, want Kaser to stay for as long as yeah. possible. 
I think it's very concerning. Uh, I I will say that when they were talking, like, you know, Kester was trying to bond with him. He was trying to talk to him, trying to, you know, get Cody to see, you know, it's really, I'll say this. I've played reality games before. And when you don't know anything about people, it's really easy to just put them up. The more you get to know somebody, the more you get to know their personhood and their being, you know, like who they are as a human being, like, it, it is inevitably harder to put them up when you when you get to know people. So, uh, you know, anything that Keister can do t- for Cody to get to know him and see like the man behind the the name of Kesar, uh, as he told Julie Chen, um, I, I think is a good thing on Keister's part. So uh, I'm hoping uh, that he can avoid the block. Also, it would benefit him uh, as he later talks with Janelle about if nominations are tomorrow typically in big brother nominations are on friday because head of household competitions are on thursday today is thursday uh and vetoes are obviously usually played on saturday so if they go the normal schedule and it looks like this is the normal schedule then the uh uh, uh, nominations would be tomorrow so he'd still have another day uh to talk with cody and maybe a little bit of friday to talk with cody but if nominations are today, and they could be, like, I mean, Big Brother might want to get ahead of things and just get, get things going, uh, then, then he might be in trouble. Yeah. Um, and to be clear, uh, we are never going to find out any kind of concrete evidence about who Cody plans on targeting over the entire night. So um, we, you know, the Kaser and Cody had like a slightly weird conversation. Um, and I think that at the very least, it's an indication that they are likely not working together in any capacity. One thing that is a little weird about this night of feeds is that, yes, it's night one of feeds, but we're still kind of looking at it like we do the first night of feeds that is a week into the game where we're looking for like, who's aligned with who we don't know because we haven't seen, we are right now kind of looking for who's aligned with who from the pregame, uh, who's been talking. I think it's pretty clear that Cody and Tyler had been talking considering how quickly they were like, let's do this thing. Um, and so I think it's also pretty clear that Cody and Kaser had not been talking. Uh, and so that's pretty valuable information to know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he, like he said in the, uh, in the uh, uh, diary room to Julie Chen, when she asked him, mm-hmm. who are you, who are you surprised to see? He was like, I guess like Kesar. first of all, can't even say his name, right? That's number one. Like he has no clue who this guy was, or at the very least, even if he does have a clue who he was, he had no clue. He was going to be on this season. Like he had no inkling that Kaser was going to be on big brother 22 so uh that's that's something right there like because i had to say most of these people that we saw last night i have to think cody had you know an idea that 80 percent of them were probably going to be on the show or at least had a shot to be on the show but i don't think caser was one of those people yes um so like i said no reason to believe that cody will target or nominate caser necessarily uh just just you know there wasn't much to go on in terms of where yeah. is the house structure. And so it was kind of a weird conversation. Um, Tyler and Bailey were a relationship that I was trying to pay a lot of attention to um, because we talked about it a lot. I mean, they clashed on their original season. However, good morning. Uh, 
Yes, uh, I noted uh, before when we were doing the hypotheticals that I do think that they have uh, mended things uh, to a degree and they seem like they're on good terms heading into the house. Uh, That seems to be true in the house. Um, They are uh, they seem not only good, but they seem tight. Like um, Bailey is joking around with Tyler. She's going up to his ear. She's whispering things to him. And then he's like, what? I didn't hear you. And then she's like, I'll tell you later. Um, And uh, they're talking about like their significant others. And uh, Bailey is like, you know, make sure you give Angela, you know, the comic version of Angela on the wall a kiss. Um, And he's like, "Ah, I will. Um, And then he leaves the room and she doesn't you know she's still smiling like like it was like it was all like this is good like this is a genuine bond here that was and i i've obviously noticed this before but i i'm so glad you caught that last night taryn uh bringing up the the fact that when she had a conversation with tyler when he left the room her face did not drop okay it did not drop in any conceivable form she was still the same person there was no fakeness there um i do think at some point just with the paranoia and the big brother house this relationship will deteriorate, but for now, it seems pretty good. Yes, uh, that and that's the thing about the Big Brother house. They can come in as friends, but the second they start thinking about and remembering, like, oh, man, the last time I really trusted that Tyler guy. Um, do I really need to do it? And, like, somebody comes up to them and says... I mean, do you really trust Tyler? I mean, I heard yeah. him talking to this other person. Like, no, it's mm-hmm. it's happening again. Um, yeah. So you never know. But for now, they are good, seemingly. Um, yeah. Tyler did see seem pretty nervous overall, especially at the start of the night. Um, there was uh, the the feeds opened on Tyler and Janelle talking about um, you know people that weren't there. Um, mm-hmm. like yep. Dan um, and Tyler's like I'm glad Dan's not here I'm scared of Dan uh, and Janelle's like ah I like Dan he's a, he's a friend of mine um, and they talked about uh, you know other people that were she was like uh, are you happy that, uh, that some people aren't here he's like not really um, I yeah, like, that uh, was an honest answer. I would, yeah. I would have liked. I like everyone from my season. Like, I would have been fine. Uh, and they talked about. Um, and he said, like, and Josh, like, man, like, uh, it's pretty clear that our again our predictions that Tyler would be a little bit shaken by the fact that his pro- probably his entire game plan has been turned upside down with Josh and Casey not in the house seems to. It uh, seems to be true. And he was walking around a bit uh, nervous overall. And it didn't go unnoticed by the other house guests. Nicole and um, Danny are going to point it out later in a conversation that we'll talk mm-hmm. about later. Um, but first, I have to talk about one of my favorite parts of the night, which was that we cut to Kaser and Nicole Anthony in the storage room and uh he was basically like uh i don't know if you guys remember from last season um when i met nicole 
for the first time. And I was like, look, I just think you're awesome. Uh, you're just such a great person. I just think you're cool. Um, he just, he basically did that in the house. He was like, yeah. he was like, uh, look, I just I just admire the way that you uh, handled that situation last season. It really sucked uh, how you were treated. Uh, I think that's like so so bad of of those people. And uh, she's like, oh my god, it means so much. it means a lot coming from you, Kaser. Coming from you, yeah, yeah, I love that she said that. Yeah, yeah, she didn't say that to me. Um, and so, well. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> They yeah. uh, they both talk about like being trustworthy, um, like they're loyal players, they're honest players, they're like just like chill people. Um, and uh, they you know, this is definitely like a preliminary, like, let's work together kind of conversation. It makes a lot of sense. It's Nicole Anthony. It's Kaser. They're both just awesome. Um, and uh, and it, it was very exciting to see these two uh, come together like this. It really was. I mean, like, you know, I think at the end of the day, even though we can talk all the strategy we want, we're fanboys and fangirls. And it was really, really like out of my wildest dreams to see Nicole Anthony talking with Kaser in the middle of the storage room in the middle of Big Brother All-Stars and having a really warm conversation. As Tara noted, I love the fact that she said that means a lot coming from you. You have to think Kaser... Uh, was aware of the fact that some of these people might know know who the hell he is. Like, seriously, his season was, you know, what, 15 years ago, 14 years ago? Like, my goodness, it's been a long time. But she knew who he was and said that. Also, she just recently watched Big Brother 6 and Big Brother 10 in Sequester. So uh, she obviously, you know, is well aware of who Kaser is. And, and, and if I was Kaser, that would make me feel good that she saw who I am and what kind of a game I play and how trustworthy I am. So she knows she can trust me. That would make me feel great. Yeah, Big Brother 6 is a great season to have watched uh, if you're a caser and you're like hoping that somebody else watched your season. Season 7 even was like slightly worse, I think, because um, he makes that kind of like underhanded deal with Dr. Will. Um, right. But uh, but season 6 is is very like I stand for my people um, like uh, like he takes the fall for them. Um, so uh, it, it's uh, it's it's interesting stuff there. Um, um, Nicole mentions that it would be therapeutic to be able to smash some watermelons. Um, and Kaser says, let's just hope there aren't any watermelon fanatics in here this year. Uh, that would be, that'd be great. Kaser with the shade. I like it. <laughs> um, so that's very exciting. Um, we then got the first real like chunk of strategy talk and it was it was less strategy talk and more just kind of like getting a sense of where people's heads might be at um so nicole franzel um they did talk a little bit earlier and had a discussion about like there's two nicoles uh, <sighs> how are we gonna do this and let's be real here guys we need to figure this out because Typing Nicole A and Nicole F on Twitter uh, or in my notes is just disgusting. It's uh, <laughs> no, this can't be done. We need to figure this out. We need to fix this. Uh, Nicole actually, Nicole Franzel actually said, I like to go by Nick. 
Nick, Nick and Vic, uh, N-I-C. Um, nobody calls her that, though, yet. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, for now, I'll probably refer to her as Franzel and Nicole Anthony as Nicole until we figure out something a little better. Um, but I'm hoping that the house guests can figure out something because like right. it's so often where the house guests figure out something, then we copy it. Like, like what happened with Sis last year and everything. Anybody has a nickname. Anytime something happens in the Big Brother house, we typically copy it. So the house guests can get their act together, then we'll be fine. <laughs> yes, uh, or one of them will leave this week. <laughs> well, yeah, that's also a possibility. But if that, well, I'll say that though. If if that happens, I don't think it's going to be Nicole Franzel. So there can be only one Nicole. Yeah. All right, um, Nicole Franzel and Danny. Uh, Danny, I don't. I still don't. Didn't hear her t- say her last name, but that's I assume uh, she still would introduce herself by Danny Briones. But she's mm-hmm. uh, she would like to be called Danny, um, not uh, not Danielle. Um, so Nicole Franzel and Danny have a, the first whispering session of the live feeds, which was yeah. terrible because Danny is notorious for her <laughs> inaudible whispering sessions, and the audio on the live feeds last night was atrocious on these particular cameras. So uh, it was this was very difficult to hear, but um, I was able to catch some things here and there. Um, Nicole mentioned a little bit earlier about how um, she watched a couple episodes of Big Brother 18 in Sequester for the first time, um, and she wanted to throw up. Uh, she was like, I-, I wouldn't like myself. Um, yes! <laughs> she was uh, like, oh now my Now you see! <laughs> she was watching because she wanted to figure out um, who actually betrayed who uh, between herself and Devon? Because she still wasn't sure which came first necessarily, um, and she kind of wanted to know how it happened. And and really, how it happened was very similar to what what we talked about with Tyler and Bailey, where they didn't necessarily have history, but like they just kind of existed in this place where they both just didn't fully trust each other and thought that the other one was going to turn on them. And it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, And so, uh, but, and so Nicole kind of was like, like trying to recognize her part in that and her, the responsibility that she bore for that and like how she pissed off uh, big Meech. Um, And so she was talking about that kind of thing. Um, She talked with Danny specifically in whisper style um, about Davon and uh, Danny likes Davon. Uh, Nicole does too. She says she was like, she would like to work with Davon. She just like, she just needs to like make sure that they've got the trust. Uh, otherwise it'll just turn back into whatever it was before. So what, how, what did it, it I think the truth matters less than what Nicole th- uh, Franzel thinks the truth is so did we get an answer I missed it on whether or not she thinks that she was the one who ultimately betrayed Devon because if she does think that then there's an obvious uh, action that she can do and go to Devon and say hey I watched it I want you to know I'm sorry I my bad that won't happen again trust me I, like I think that's what's going to happen because yes, she does feel like she is the one that, that betrayed Devon uh, first, um, or at least that's what she's saying uh, in the house. Um, and I think that's probably the right call. Cause like, 
you're not going to like convince Dave on that. Like, yeah. no, but you did betray me first. Like that's not going to make Dave on trust Nicole anymore. If Nicole does go up there and be like, look, I watched big brother 18 for the first time. And I, I saw that I was the one that got paranoid first and I caused the whole downward spiral. And I, I, I'm, I just want you to know, I'm so sorry. Like things could have been so much better that season if, if I didn't do that. And um, yeah. I really, I really want to, you know, make something work this season. I think Devon would be open to it. I would guess that Devon is still going to be like, I'm not going to trust you, but, uh, but she'd definitely be willing to like, like I can know. trust you for now. Exactly. I feel like that's what they can get out of it. I feel like Devon can trust her for now. Uh, I would say that the other thing that Nicole should probably do is uh, thank Devon for her jury vote. Uh, you know, she can start <laughs> off that way. Like, uh, first of all, I watched big brother 18. Um, I was pretty awful that season so thank you for your jury vote like i appreciate it and then fall on her sword i think that might even have some more tact mm-hmm. um so they continued to talk uh danny and nicole franzel um it's it, it gets it becomes pretty obvious that these two have some kind of connection they mm-hmm. probably talked in the pregame to it to some degree um, i wonder why who are they be- friends with taryn right i believe that they uh that this is a connection that uh we've we kind of knew a little bit about we didn't know how close they would be um but yeah they're they're both uh they're both pretty friendly with andy heron um yes. and that seems to be a, a decent connection between the two of them uh danny also showed up for uh nicole's engagement um mm. even if she didn't know where she was going but uh honestly if anything that might have been like uh, an introduction she was on nicole's podcast so um they seem to be like uh in pretty good um yeah. and uh they talk about um they think that david seems nice uh but danny was like i mean kind of surprised to see him here but you know it seems nice um Danny was not impressed with every. Oh, everyone's just fangirling over Janelle and Kaser. Uh, she was not impressed with it. Um, all of our hopes and dreams and fantasies about Janelle and Danny working together uh, that took a hit. Took a hit last night with that comment. I mean, I was stunned by that. I really was. I don't know if I should have been stunned. Uh, I would think that Danny would want to work with an icon uh, and a strong woman like Janelle. Um, Don't really know where the Janelle shade was coming from on that one. But neither one of them really were into Janelle. And also, speaking of podcasts, Taryn, they were not into one Nicole Anthony, apparently, because they both ghosted her, as the kids say, for her podcast with uh, Eric on uh, Reality Recaps, and uh, they don't feel good about it. Now, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like they were against Nicole Anthony necessarily, but they're worried about their reception with Nicole Anthony. I feel like that's probably more where that is right now. (laughs) Rob in the chat. This happens. (laughs) Um, I I tweeted out yesterday that uh, it had happened. I reached out to a couple of the people on this season and they didn't respond to me. So if I was playing the game with them, they might 
want to target me because of it um but uh but i you know i think that um they they didn't want to do her podcast um and they they ignored her they seem to both uh, i i think there's probably a little bit more here than just the fact that they uh ignored her um the, i think that uh there the, maybe with nicole it's the fact that there's another nicole she did bring that up she did bring um, that up i was like you petty like <laughs> <laughs> we taught we said this might happen we did um, she, she was like i didn't think they would bring another nicole here because i'm here oh my god like i like so everybody that hates nicole franzel for thinking it's all about her just got fed really well by her saying that <sighs> i mean it is annoying i will i will admit um <laughs> yeah but uh but, like, yeah, but they, we can say that we're not nicole like yeah. she can't say that <laughs> this would uh they, they it was brought up like the one person that they did not want to win hoh the most that uh that night was nicole anthony uh they were like please not nicole anthony uh they really Why? don't seem to uh to like they do, they don't like her podcast they don't want to go on her podcast um and uh, they she is a lovely human being i do not understand the hate uh and also she was all about strong women and supporting them and i had there's no doubt in my mind that if she had won hoh i do not believe she would have targeted either one of these people she would have put two guys up on the block point blank and the period now i don't know that for sure but i i have to believe that these two people would have been safe if Nicole Anthony had won, but obviously they feel differently. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. So I do think there are a couple of notes here. Um, now, I, I'm not like fully up on this myself, but I have heard from a lot of people, Nicole Franzel and Eric Curto, the person that uh, Nicole podcasts with, the person that runs the podcast that she is on and invites people on, um, do not get along. Um, oh, she, Nicole doesn't get along with a, uh, a, a podcaster. She she does not apparently. Uh, yeah, there's two of them, um, and <laughs> um, that apparently. Uh, and again, I don't want to speak for Eric, but what I'm hearing is that he is not the biggest Nicole Franzel fan. Uh, they're saying that he hates her in the chat. Um, we know firsthand. Brent certainly does that. Nicole Franzel does not take kindly to podcasters who come for her. Um, mm-hmm. And 
it would not surprise me at all if that is one of the main sources of this animosity and I, one of the reasons yeah. why Nicole and or Danny didn't want to do the podcast and are feeling like I, I don't want to I don't want to you know mess I don't want to deal with this person and to be fair to them she and Nicole, Nicole Anthony I'm talking about is I don't want to say in lockstep with Eric Curto, but he she's pretty close to him uh, in the real world. So if they are feeling a certain way about Eric, uh, this could have ramifications for Nicole Anthony. I'm, I'm, and, I, and I feel terrible saying that. Like, I'm, I don't want that to happen. Uh, I've talked with Eric. Eric's a great guy. Um, you know, he is, uh, he's a podcaster who has opinions just like I have opinions in, in a similar vein. It's what happens. The danger yeah. of podcasting when you want to play a social game. It's, yeah. it's tricky. Um, but, uh, they, uh, I think I, I, in addition to this as well, um, something that uh, I talked about in the preseason was that I felt like Nicole Anthony comes into the season in one of the worst positions in the sense that uh, I don't think she reached out to anyone. I don't think she pre-gamed, but it was pretty clear that she was going to be on even before the, um, the, the sequestering, or at least like in, in like while the sequester stuff was happening. And so I think a lot of people saw that like, Oh, she's going to be on the season. She hasn't reached out to me. She reached out to me for a podcast. I never said anything to her. Now she's not reaching out to me when we're about to play a game. I wonder if she feels like she can't work with me. That makes me nervous. Boom. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so there, there it is. There's definitely a Nicole Anthony, Nicole Franzel, uh, sort of thing, right? And mm-hmm. this is dangerous for Nicole Anthony because Cody mentioned in the premiere episode that he wants to go with the house. Again, Nicole Anthony coming in without too many connections. I'm still presuming that I didn't see that she had any pregame connections, uh, all night. Um, mm-hmm. so it seems yeah. to, con- to confirm a little bit of it at least. Um, which is odd for me like i don't understand why she wouldn't reach out to some people like she had to know she with was... eric's connections right yeah like... especially with eric's connections like i mean i know that you know him and friends will don't get along necessarily but he's pretty good with a lot of reality people i have to believe and even if he wasn't good with these specific people he has to have you know connections to at least get to some of these people and maybe have you know some talks so i'm, I'm hoping that maybe that actually happened i will uh uh, as a funny aside, Rob said in the chat, it's the same as if I went back on Survivor and if the other players know who Brent is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no. and, I mean, I, I mean, Rob's cool, but uh, he works with that Brent guy and I just nah. No you good. really have to question his taste level if he's working with a guy like that. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, I think that Nicole Anthony, you know, if again, if we're talking about possible targets, Nicole Anthony could definitely be an easy house target if yeah. Franzel or Danny or somebody else brings Nicole Anthony up to Cody. That's such an easy person to send out the door. Nobody will be too upset. Um, and it's doing the will of the house. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's probably a, a lot of what Cody is looking for as a nice, clean first HOH uh, reign. And so I think that's definitely a danger as well. And again, she seems to be linking up with, you know, uh, 
Kaser, who, as we talked about, also does not seem to have a great connection to Cody. So it's not like she's got a, she's making connections that will be able to save her in this moment quite yet. So, again, yeah. we don't know who's going up on the block, but this we is don't. another another worry point. Yeah, another possibility. And uh, I'm hoping that the like the my real uh, nightmare would be something like, you know, Nicole Anthony and Kaser nominations. I'm, I'm really hoping that the, the Kaser nomination would not go through for Cody, uh, mainly because, as we talked about with Taryn last night on Twitch, if you take a shot at Kaser, you're effectively taking a shot at Janelle. Uh, you, you know, I feel like Cody would have to know that. Um, so hopefully if Nicole goes on the block, it's up against somebody that she might have some equity against in terms of same. Yes. Um, so they also, Nicole and Danny talked about, um, I believe Bailey, um, that they were, uh, just skeptical in general, um, that they, uh, they said something along the lines of like, uh, she's kind of problematic. She's very, uh, opinionated, um, and, uh, that that, uh, perhaps worries them. Um, they, so uh so they they're not seemingly not huge fans of Bailey um mm-hmm. and they talked about how Tyler seems very miserable in the house um that he was probably was coming in expecting some allies and he doesn't have them um so that is uh but they didn't they didn't talk about like nobody all night talked about Tyler as a dangerous player they all talked about like uh Tyler man he seems seems out of it poor Tyler with uh with no allies right um which is you know that's Tyler's MO <laughs> Yeah, uh, he they they looked at him almost like a wounded bird. Like, oh, you feel feel sorry for him. Uh, so uh, I, I I said last night with Taryn that I I don't think that will last long. Uh, that uh, if if he's feeling a certain way about you know the fact that Casey and Josh or other potential allies are not in the cast, um, it's going to look. I have to think it's going to look obvious to anybody. First of all, Tyler has a ton of charisma, and if he feels if he starts feeling comfortable in the house it's going to show to people. So uh, I, I, I don't think this will last long. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was basically that conversation. Um, th- like I said, it definitely seems like they will be working together um, to some degree. Um, you, you never know. I, I think that a lot of what we saw last night was not the power structure of the house, at least in week one, which means anything that's being built could easily be knocked over by Cody. Um, it's hard yeah. to build things when you're not in power um, because as soon as you start to, the person in power can shut you down. Uh, and so you have to be super careful about it. When you're being super careful about it, you're not able to build as you know strong a structure as uh, you know the other side. So, um, uh, we'll see where this goes, but uh, but for now, Danny and Nicole Franzel uh, are are in lockstep uh, with their gossiping. Um, I will say really quickly, and I, I'm not trying to start anything. Just uh, my personal opinion: I don't love the idea of them referring to Bailey as problematic. Uh, just uh, like I feel like a different word would have been more appropriate there. I don't. I don't think that Bailey is problematic as a person. Uh, maybe they were referring to her uh, as a, being a potential obstacle within the game, but it, it didn't come off particularly well to me. And I would have preferred them to say it differently. Just 
noted for the record. Mm-hmm. My yeah. my guess is that uh, they probably heard about the Kevin uh, charity game, um, and that's probably what they were referring to. But that yeah. would be my guess. Um, so Janelle and Memphis uh, talk a little bit of game. Um, they're concerned about what Cody might do. Uh, Memphis kind of wants to feel him out uh, and talk to him tomorrow and get a sense of where his head might be at. Memphis yeah. feels like uh, Cody's the kind of guy he's going to want. Uh, he's going to want some like strong allies um, and stuff like that. So uh, I feel like that's uh, you know a solid place to be. Um, Cody got his HOH room um, and a bunch of people were in there for a very long time. Uh, a long time. And it was awkward. It was it was kind of, um, you know, it, it, like there were a lot of awkward silences. A lot of different people pointed it out that like it was it was kind of weird. Um, and I was getting and again, we don't usually get night one feed. So for all we know, it is all always like this. I think Keisha had a conversation with Kaser about this that like. It's weird. It's awkward. It's silent. Like, I don't remember it being like this, but maybe it was. And I just forgot. Um, and I feel like that might be true. Uh, we don't often see this sort of thing, but it may also be a little bit like what we saw with Winners of War or earlier this year, where at the start of the game, everyone was like super careful about where they stepped and then as soon as somebody went everybody took off uh and so i'm wondering if that's kind of what we're going to see here with this all-star cast um but uh but it's 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 been kind of awkward uh there was a group that left the hoh room early it was like ian caser uh memphis was there kevin janelle yeah. ended up coming out there um and they were right outside the hoh room yeah right, right where they normally play chess which the chessboard is downstairs which i i said last night i hope they bring it upstairs because that's where it belongs um but there's a little loft right outside the hoh room and they all had a pretty long talk out there reminiscing about some stuff and also a little bit of strategy Yes, like having super fan conversations about old seasons and uh, nerdy conversa- conversations about nerdy things. Um, and uh, it was a cool it was a cool group. Um, it was. And I, again, though, I feel like th- this is probably the out- the outcast group at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, well, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. But uh, but, you know, they, they left the HRH room. They were hanging out together. They click uh, yeah. pretty well. But. Um, Taryn, I know that you loved uh, this. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of super fan talking about uh, previous seasons when Ian was talking to Ian Terry was talking to Janelle Memphis and Kevin, I think, was there uh, about the dance funeral article that was mm-hmm. in Entertainment Weekly and all of the house guests got interviewed for. Ian said, because uh, everybody was talking about how, you know, they talk with their old seasons and they, you know, they had their friends with people on their seasons. Ian read that article and he was like, first of all, Everybody on this season in this article, like we we all need psychological counseling. Like, and then no one no one has been able to move on from the game. They're all still carrying it with them. And he's also really jealous of the fact that everyone else like seems to have friends from their season. Like uh, Big Brother fourteen, he doesn't really talk with anybody from Big Brother fourteen. Even Janelle said, you know, six season six and season seven. She loves all those people. You know, she has good relationships and friendships, lifelong friendships with some of those people. But Big Brother 14, uh, it was like Dan, Brittany, Ian, and a little bit Ashley in Janelle's words. And uh, the rest yeah. were, were trash. Like, they're, she was not still feeling salty. 14 at all. They really are. Dan, just like, 
did the once over on that season, man. They cannot move past it. Well, and I mean, again, though, like, uh, like they, I, I think, I think it's the combination of people and like the because they were salty even before Dan did anything. They were salty the coaches entered in the first place. Um, and uh, this was our season. Um, this was my dream. So um, that uh, was my Frank. Um, yeah, uh, Frank. Ah, uh, they brought him back. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> um, they, they, they continue to talk. Janelle and Kaser do eventually check in with each other, um, which was awesome to see. Uh, but Janelle is a little worried. Um, they're both a little worried. Uh, Kaser's like, nominations might be tomorrow. Uh, and she's like, really? Um, and so they are concerned about that. They need to get a sense of where Cody is at here. Um, Janelle tells Kaser, we should, we shouldn't be seen together. Um, and Kaser's like, I mean, it's obvious. Uh, but see, that's uh, where he's wrong. He's mm -hmm. really wrong about that. First of all, a lot of people did not watch this season, they do not know how close they are. Yeah. They played on the same season together, but like Kaser could easily come at this from the standpoint of, you know, hey, we, we, we really don't talk very much. You know, I haven't talked to Janelle in years. Like, I don't, I don't talk to Janelle. Like, she, she's got her own life. She's a lot closer to, you know, other house guests. I don't know. I don't know much. I don't know much about her, honestly. Like, he could go that route. It's not obvious. I just think that he's, he's really missing. Like, I know people say, Pacer is a strategist, and I guess, like, you know, on some level he is, but I, I think that this is a missed call on his part, Karen. Mm, um, so, uh, so that was them checking in. Um, Enzo is holding court up in the HOH room. Uh, was he? Yeah, yes. there's a, a lot of people that, again, that have been up there for a long time. Enzo actually told the story of the origin of the Meow Thank Meow. You. Oh, I'm so glad we can talk about this. Are you going to tell them? <laughs> You, you can tell the story. You're probably going okay. to tell it better. All right. So Enzo tells a story about how he got his nickname. Right. And he's like, you know, like, I mean, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to do it in the Enzo voice. So he's like, uh, you know, we're we're in Jersey and I uh, got my three boys and these, these two girls in my car. And, uh, you know, we we're going for a ride and we had we smoking a couple blunts. And then Davon is like, hell, yeah. He said blunts and she said, hell, yeah. And going then, crazy. Uh, yeah. Going we got the people. Yeah. We got a couple girls in the car. Thank you. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, um, so, you know, um, we're, we're smoking our blunts, having a good time. And uh, all of a sudden, this girl, she just lets out a fart. And then. She tries to blame it on me in my car. And then I said, what are you doing? And she said, never mind. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> never mind you. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah. And then she said, he said, literally, my nickname was manifested out of her ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, he that he says that um, that it wasn't even really like a thing. Uh, like yeah. he just He's came like, into the, myself that. he came into the Big Brother house and he was just like uh, so I, I was just like yeah I'm the meow meow uh, and uh, and 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 you're the animal and and you're the beast let's let's the brigade um, and so uh, this is uh, this you know this is why we love Enzo right um, that's when, when, whenever we're on a podcast and. Uh, I disagree with you. I'm just going to be like, never mind. Yeah, meow, meow. So, uh, 
Um, so, you know, Enzo, you know, again, um, this is, this is, this is like, this is Enzo the character. Uh, he's a, he's a super funny guy. Um, and I'm definitely interested to see, uh, where he is at strategically. Um, Ian is going to be talking to Nicole Franzel in the storage room. Um, yes. We open in this conversation with Nicole being like, I mean, you know, you, you deserved to win, but like, I mean, it was Dan. It was Dan Geesling. I mean, the New York Times called him the best player of all time. I mean, like, uh, you know, he only got one vote. I mean, come on. Like, I, I didn't understand what she was saying. Like, at first she was praising Dan and then like she was like shading him. So like she was she was trying to shade him. Right. So basically what what was happening here is she was the message she was conveying was we're the only two winners in this house. We you saw firsthand what happened to Dan. The only reason they didn't vote for him, no offense to you, is that he was a previous winner. Everybody knows this uh, in the in the super fan community. Um, and uh, like he's a, he's a, he's Dan Geesling and he got one vote. And that's because he was a winner. They didn't want to write down the name of a person that had already won. And the difference, like the difference it made in his life versus your life was dramatic uh, because he had already won. Um, we as winners need to stick together because we can't beat anybody else in the final two. Um, and it's a good argument because it's true in the case of Dan Geesling. That said, I think an all-star jury is much more likely to reward a previous mm-hmm. winner than yes. the this was my dream cast. Um, but I love the argument and I love the idea. I think they're both on board with like, you know, I mean, we they probably would want to work together anyway. And having this kind of extra glue is definitely going to help out. Uh, Ian says, I agree. I think we need to work together. Um, and so they want to work together. They start to throw out some names. Um, Nicole names one person. She says, I feel good about Memphis. Um, she, uh, she yeah, yeah, she wants to she wants to potentially work. I did not see her interact with Memphis that night at all. Um, so that was interesting to me. Um, Ian suggests Nicole Anthony and Kevin uh, and Franzel is like, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I think Nicole probably plays both sides, you know, uh, but, you know, for now. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, but I like <laughs> I like Kevin. I like Kevin a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin, good. Nicole, bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she was saying. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, it was great watching this conversation. Um, you know, like Ian played what was eight years ago and Nicole's played much more recently. And she was honestly we observed it on, on Twitch when we mm-hmm. were watching together last night. She was like a mom to Ian. She was like fixing his microphone because uh, it was it was flipped around and she didn't want Big Brother to call him over the loudspeaker that he was obstructing his mic because then people might think that he was talking strategy in the storage room with her. Also, she was making sure that they pre-planned what they were going to have or you know be saying or doing. But you know, if somebody walked into the storage room and uh, like it was apparent to me that uh, she was the pro. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nicole, uh, you know, it, it, it's weird to think about it this way, but Nicole is one of the more experienced players on this cast. Um, and it shows like, she, like, like, like we said, like, uh, 
flipping the mic around saying well, we need to make sure that we're we're ready to go like move in a direction um when somebody comes in uh ian did not pull it off very well he did well. not pull it off no <laughs> all of her advice went out the window uh God, go ahead and yeah. Chris, do it taryn christmas came in um and so like what she did was she set them up so that they were angled off of each other so that they could walk in separate directions when somebody came in um and like be doing different things uh so of course when christmas comes in ian just like looks up like a deer in the headlights He's like so what are uh what are you up to <laughs> You guys, <laughs> he was so awkward, <laughs> like adorably awkward, but oh my God, like uh, just bad, 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 bad. I'm sure Nicole was like, just stop, just stop. Like, it was like, great. It was yeah, great. It would have been better if you had just said to Christmas. Yeah, we were talking strategy. Like, mm. He might as well have just said that. Yes. Um, so then finally, late in the night, um, Tyler and Cody finally were able to connect uh, up in the HOH room when all the lights were out. Um, and uh, they lament about the fact the caser walked in on them. They think they got away with it. Um, they talk about like, let's run this thing. Um, Tyler mentions that when he came in with his group, uh, it was Ian, Enzo and Kevin. He's like, I hadn't talked to any of them. Um, and uh, definitely implying that there were other people that he did talk to that aren't here. Um, and Cody was like, yeah, I didn't want anything to do with that HOH, but I was looking at that lineup and I was just like, I, I can't, uh, I, I, I don't trust this enough. And so we needed to take it. Um, and Tyler said he wanted to win. Um, but, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out, um, yeah. but that they will be working together. They both seem excited about it. I think again, that they, they've probably talked about it. Um, and, uh, I think this is a good fit. Um, I think that Tyler is very much like, uh, you know, he's not the same player as Derek, but he's of a similar caliber. Um, and I think Cody's a very good player as well. If the two of them team up in the way that Derek and Cody teamed up, I think they can do some real damage. However, I do think they need to be very careful about being seen together. I think that uh, where Derek and Cody were able to hide their relationship. And even when people thought they were friends, they're so different seeming that you didn't really group them together too much. Whereas Tyler and Cody um, are like, of a similar age, uh, mm -hmm. similar build. They're yeah. both like young, charming guys. Uh, they pair together. They're both like physical threats. Um, they're going to be seen as very dangerous if people notice that they're buddies. Um, so that's uh, that's where there there might be some balance to this, but uh, definitely a deadly duo. And giving Tyler some time to be completely safe this week and uh, free to get his claws into people uh, is definitely going to be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those people who were rooting for a quick demise for uh, Tyler Crispin, I think you were going to be sorely, sorely disappointed. Like uh, I, I, I think this is considering that Josh and Casey are not here. I think this is probably about as good of a setup as he could have wished for. So for somebody else who is an ally of his, to win HOH, for him to be safe for a week, to be free to make relationships and not worry about, you know, possibly ever hitting the block. Uh, and he can really, uh, I don't know, just he, he can really try to uh, make a run at this again. Yes. Um, and again, like noticeably, 
Cody did not go to anybody else in the way that he went to Tyler. Granted, he didn't have his uh, any opportunities with anybody else. Um, I have to assume he has some kind of relationship with Devon um, based on their, you know, poly connection. Um, I assume that Bailey would be somewhere in there in the mix. Um, Christmas as somebody who was attached to uh, Josh, who was pre-gaming a lot, according to the rumors. Um, you know, it does seem like there's a potential group somewhere in there um and uh, we'll see we'll see if it if it you know comes together at any time at any point uh, yeah. i imagine that we're going to start to hear about targets we're going to start to hear about alliances today on the feed so make sure you tune in tomorrow morning at uh, 11 a.m eastern to hear about that um but uh but yeah that was basically the night on the feeds um we can talk about a little bit more about the different groups of people talking. I mentioned the sort of like the nerdy crew out on the, uh, the, you know, the lounge portion outside of the HOH. Um, there were, uh, a group of women that, uh, that were talking in the photo room a lot. It was, uh, like Danny and Davon, um, and Nicole Franzel. And, um, I think, you know, like maybe Christmas was there at points. Um, but they were talking for a little while, um, and we saw, we did see Ian, Nicole, Anthony talk a little bit. Um, Memphis definitely seemed to fit in with this sort of like nerdy crew, which was interesting because that's not really him. Um, but, but he also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I interrupted you. I will not. I mean, he did seem to have that uh, a little bit of something with Janelle, which doesn't surprise me because Janelle is the only person who it was, who wanted to see Dan Giesling there. And let right. me tell you, Dan Giesling is the 17th house guest in this cast because every single one of these people at some point over the night was like, I'm so glad Dan's not here. I'm so scared of him. He's so good. I'm so glad he's not here. Um, and I was I like, I love, uh, the, best, the point in time. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Best move Dan made this season was not <laughs> playing on the season. Right. Uh, so Danny, uh, Danny Briones and, uh, uh, was talk, talking in the bathroom. I can't remember who she was talking to, but Nicole Franzel was there and she said, uh, Danny goes, I can't believe like, uh, Derek and Dan are not here this season. And under her breath, uh, as we saw last night, uh, Nicole Franzel says, uh, like I'm fine with it, like, which I didn't hear until Rob replayed it last night. But like that is that says all I need to know about that. Like I couldn't believe she said that. Uh, also, the fact that uh, uh, Memphis went to bed early—that was the other thing that I I felt I thought I felt good about with Memphis because mm-hmm. everyone was you know worried about uh, getting a chance to talk with Cody. Um, Memphis didn't really seem to have any worries. Like he was like, Oh, I know I can talk to him tomorrow. And he just went to bed. He was the first house guest to go to bed. And uh, that leads me to believe that, uh, I think that he feels relatively good about, uh, where things are with Cody. Yeah. So interestingly, the, um, Memphis mentioned that he was contacted for the first time just three weeks ago, which means he had about one week before entering quarantine to pregame um i have to imagine that he you know him and dan coordinated something maybe got in touch with janelle um and uh and you know probably worked probably worked uh overtime in, yeah. in a week to, to i have to believe connections. that yeah because you know that um i'm like three weeks ago i mean like you know dan 
Geesling can see what we see all out here. And three weeks ago, like I already had names of people that mm-hmm. were that ended up on this season, like at least like, you know, 12, 13 of them. And uh, you have to believe that Dan tried to set up Memphis in a, in a particularly good way. Yep. Um, but he had limited time versus, you know, somebody yeah. like Cody, who I think is seemingly one of the better set up people so far. Uh, granted, he's HOH, so it's easy to look that way. Um, but yeah. uh, but Cody, I think, had uh, more time. Um, right. And uh, and it definitely, you know, if I if I'm grading the pregame based on the first night of feeds, uh, Cody, I think, has uh, has the best grade. Um, Janelle, who we heard was pregaming a lot, uh, does not seem to have have any solid connections with anyone beyond Kaser and uh and Memphis um um and we uh Ian as well who I, I think could be in trouble this week depending on his level of pregame connection um I did not see him with any kind of solid pregame stuff yeah. uh, maybe he talked to Nicole and that's what sort of prompted this conversation that they had in the pantry um but beyond that uh I did not see anybody that uh seems to be like ah Ian yes um so that's a little uh, it's another little concerning, little concerning. Yeah. um the uh, the chat is asking about uh uh, uh Keisha and David mm. Alexander because we didn't really talk about either one of them Keisha was pretty silent on the feeds. Um, she was not super present. Um, she was in the HOH room for a while. Uh, but beyond that, there wasn't too much. I don't think I got any game talk from Keisha over the course of the night. She did talk to Kaser, as I mentioned, about like, uh, it's weird here. Um, but uh, but she's definitely taken it slow. I, I think that... Um, I think that, you know, Keisha was a player that liked to, you know, work with the people that she like got along with, um, I think, on her first time around. Oh, yeah. And I think that she's in a house with people that she may might not relate to as much. Uh, as easily, maybe. Um, you know, she's you know, she's uh, in a different point of her, in her life and uh, stuff like that. But, um, but I do think that uh, I I think she'll work with with uh, with Davon. Um, but I just didn't see much of their conversations. Davon was hanging out with Bailey a lot. Um, they they do have that challenge connection, so uh, that's not super surprising. Um, they uh, the bedroom situation is that Devon Bailey and Christmas are in the comic right. room, if you can call it a room. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Tyler, <laughs> David, Enzo, and I believe Danny are in the photo room, which used to be the RV room last year. Um, yeah. And then uh, we have Kaser, Janelle. Nicole Franzel and one other person, uh, Keisha. Did I say Keisha yeah. already? Uh, uh, I think so. I forget. Sorry. I uh, never write down the. I never write down the the the, the bedrooms because I always feel, feel feel. I always feel like people move around uh, mm-hmm. after the first week. So whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they were in the that room, and then the you know the the have nots are up in the, the have nots, and then Cody um, by himself upstairs in the HOH. Yeah. But uh, but but uh, Christmas, Devon and Bailey were chatting for a little while. Uh, Christmas and Devon were kind of bonding over uh, their shared uh, Paul jury votes um, and the different the different ways they went with it. Um, right. Also bonding over motherhood too. Devon and Christmas both bonding over the fact that they've had kids. Talking to a few of the house guests about possibly having kids and how much it literally changes your life when you decide to bring another human being into the world. So uh, mm-hmm. something else there. 
David was kind of making the rounds. Um, he did not do much research. Uh, at least that's what he's saying. Um, he didn't really know who anyone was. He said, I can't really watch the show. It's just, I'm not <laughs> into it. Um, and so it was a lot of like introductions with David. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, oh, your name is Danny? Okay. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you, Danny. Um, and, uh, but like socially, he's good. Like he was making the rounds. He was trying to form bonds with people. He was talking to Christmas for a long time. I think that's a great connection for him because they're both super crossfitty and, uh, they also like, they're also very like zenny. Like the, the, like they talk about like, uh, you know, mental stuff. Like, uh, you know, yeah. meditation and yeah, um, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so it feel that feels like it could be a good connection. He was talking to Bailey for a bit uh, and Tyler. Um, so I think that he's he's making some decent social bonds uh, so far. But um, but I still think he's uh, seen as a little bit of a wild card in that house. Um, he just has such a different perspective coming into the game. Um, he talked a lot about his uh, his uh, time on Big Brother 21 uh, and all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just going to say really quickly that I think there is also a non-zero chance that both of those people uh, hit the block. Uh, Keisha didn't really have any bonds with people that I could see, especially not with some of the people that might be in power. Uh, maybe she has a connection with Devon, uh, who ultimately might have a connection, you know, with Bailey and Tyler, and like maybe like through six degrees of separation, maybe she can be safe there. Uh, David Alexander also a non-zero chance of hitting the block and going home. I know people think, oh, they would never do that. I think Francesca also said the same thing on Survivor. And uh, the other thing about David, no, no offense to him. I mean, like I, I saw him last night, and obviously I got to watch him for four weeks last year. Um, obviously he was only in the game for a night, but I got to see him for about three to four weeks and he's not terribly charismatic. He's a lot more of an introspective individual. And, uh, you know, if I'm necessarily rooting for someone to stay, I mean, he's not, I, I, I need more from him. That's what I'm, uh, going to say. So, you know, he's hopefully over the, over the course of this week, he can provide me with uh, at least some strategy and some deep thinking about the game. Because uh, if you're not going to bring the entertainment, at least give me something. Uh, Bailey and Janelle are actually talking as we speak. Um, I saw that. Janelle is a little bit worried about potentially going up on the block. Uh, and uh, Bailey pointed out that uh, that Cody and Tyler are uh, are pretty tight. That uh, Tyler is uh, is Cody's like right hand man right now, um, uh-huh. and so they are already. Uh, this is exactly what I was saying earlier in this podcast that they are very uh, easy to connect those dots, and it's a very threatening pair to have them together. Um, Janelle also mentions that Cody is a guy's guy, um, and that uh, that's that's part of why she's a little bit worried. I think that's a misread on Cody, but it's easy to um, to give off that to like to make that narrative, especially if you're talking with other women. So um, yeah. we'll see how this goes. Um, I'm definitely curious to see where Bailey is at. Uh, is she trying to throw Tyler and Cody under the bus? Is she, uh, you know, 
is she fronting here uh, by being like, ah, yeah, those two, they're together, not me. I'm not with them um, when really she might be. Who knows? Um, but we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on everything that comes of this conversation and every other conversation for the rest of the day today. Uh, is there anything yeah. else that you wanted to bring up, Brent? I think we're I think we're pretty good. We got out most of the stories, most of the fun stuff from last night. It was a really fun night, uh, a quiet night, but a fun night getting to reminisce with some of the house guests about, uh, you know, who, who they liked, who they didn't like, what they thought of their previous season stories that they had to share. But I'm really excited for today. I think, you know, everyone's got a good night's sleep. They're going to wake up and they're going to realize that the game is afoot and that they better get cracking. So I think it's going to be a very fun day today. Uh, obviously, uh, I don't know. Did you already? I, I sorry, I was reading the chat. Did you already announce that uh, they can join us tonight for? Uh, I'm sure a quick update. Well, but right before we do our Big Brother draft. Yes, tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, we will be doing our draft. Uh, we'll talk about talk about all these people, and um, you know, we'll, we'll yeah. draft them. Yeah, it's going to be me, Taryn, Melissa, and Amon Adwin from, I say from Twitter. He's actually from RHJP, but from, I, I, you know, I love Amon from Twitter. So uh, he's going to be uh, the fourth team. See if he can take us down. And uh, it be fun. So yes. I'm excited for that. And like I said, we'll give you an update on everything that's happening. Also, uh, tomorrow is, uh, oh, Rob's also going to join us. Yes, I wasn't aware Rob, Rob is also with us. Sorry. When they told me Amon was coming, I didn't think that I didn't think that Rob was so, but that's awesome. I love the fact that all five of us are going to be there. Uh, also, uh, the fact that, uh, Puya is going to join you tomorrow. I'm going to guess for Puya Fridays or Puya Fridays. Yes. I'm all excited about that. It's that's happening. Great. Yes. Um, all right. So tune in tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. <laughs> Eastern. Tune in tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll have plenty more for you. Um, and that's what we have for today. So thank you so much for joining us. You can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. We were up until like 630 in the morning last night uh, watching these feeds right? on Twitch. We were. So uh, that was interesting. Um, but uh, you can find me there. You can find Brent at One Lucky Gay. Uh, make sure you check out some of our other shows as well. Um, Puya from Puya Fridays is covering 90 Day Fiance. Um, so that's fun. Um, so check all that out. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.